Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Robert M. Price, your friendly neighborhood Lovecraft geek. I... I... I don't have any questions uh, yet in the slime bucket, but I would like to report on the just-passed Necronomicon. Niels Hobbs and and others did an unbelievably spectacular job with this thing. Uh, There were just so many serious, interesting academic discussions and papers of Lovecraft. I would have thought we might have uh, exhausted this whole thing uh, years back, but uh, smart people keep coming up with new stuff. It's amazing. And the uh, readings of uh, authors' works, uh, the uh, interviews with Ramsey Campbell and others, uh, uh, everything was great. Uh, I sure enjoyed the Cthulhu Prayer Breakfast, especially the unbelievable antics of Cody Goodfellow, who is just a human uh, firestorm. This guy is incredibly talented, as you know, and hilarious, and it's an honor to share the the holy podium with him. Hallelujah. Um... Let's see, I uh, was uh, honored to be one of the uh, four to address the opening ceremonies, and what I said uh, generated some discussion, none of which I have heard of directly, but I've been interviewed about it a couple of times, and uh, I gather there's some social media stuff about it, though I've not seen that either, but I thought, uh, just to give you a taste of the uh, con, I'd read you my opening remarks. It's called the Second Century of Lovecraft. It occurs to me that we find ourselves well into the second century of H.P. Lovecraft. Not bad for a self-described non-entity. Looking back, we must ask, what hath Cthulhu wrought? Many things. You and me, for instance. We are to be counted among the million favored ones. 
Lovecraft knew he had a gift to give to posterity, or at least to his contemporaries, doubtful though he may have been that the yaps and nitwits who read his tales would ever appreciate them. And as he sent his stories forth like a chittering flock of night gaunts scattering from the nether pits, he was bequeathing something that would change the world. Nor is that hyperbole. Sure, not everyone on planet Earth knows of Lovecraft, but his work and his reputation have reached all corners of the world. Look how many nations are represented here this weekend. And his works have certainly changed our worlds, yours and mine. One need not be a Lovecraft Trekkie, and I hope I am not. But I cannot deny that the old gent kidnapped my imagination at a tender age, and it proved to be no adolescent phase. Indeed, the more I have learned in my life, the greater depths I have marveled to see in Lovecraft's writings." You may scoff and say I'm merely reading new things into Lovecraft's texts, but even if you're right, this can be possible only if the texts support it, if they fire the imagination and continue to do so as we grow. Looking back, what has sprouted from the potent seeds Lovecraft planted so long ago? He created a modern mythology which has evolved like any ancient mythology, though at a phenomenal rate of growth. The bards of the mythos included Robert Block, Henry Kuttner, Frank Belknap Long, Robert E. Howard, Clark Ashton Smith, and successive generations with extraordinary gifts, as witness our friends Ramsey Campbell and Ann Schwader. Witness also so many young writers and artists present at this conference. It is a mighty wave crashing on night's plutonian shore. HPL would have been absolutely amazed if he could have exchanged minds with a Yithian and viewed a future in which a growing number of scholars, formal and informal, have built up an imposing body of critical study of Lovecraft's stories, his letters, and his life. He would have roared in high-pitched laughter. After all, he regarded himself as on a level with a sandwich man, utterly undeserving of any serious attention. But we are not fooled. He was a gentleman, and that meant he was humble and modest. But we know better. He must have known better, too. There has long been a Lovecraft cult, as Edmund Wilson called it, but we have witnessed the development of something else Lovecraft could never have envisioned, a Lovecraftian pop subculture replete with plush Cthulhu bedroom slippers, action figures, comic books, and role-playing games. I can't help thinking of what Max von Sydow's character Frederick said in the movie Hannah and Her Sisters. If Jesus were to come back today and see what's going on in his name, he'd never stop throwing up. Maybe Lovecraft would be vomiting, too, but we don't have to. These things are all ways of visiting the imaginative world he created, and we honor Lovecraft by enjoying them. Let me mention two things that did not grow out of Lovecraft's personal influence, but which he correctly foresaw. One is the rising tide of atheism and rational, rationalism issuing in a rejection of religion. 
Some may have gotten direction from HPL on this point, having read his statement of his own naturalism and rationalism and his eloquent letters and found them convincing, as they would have had the names of Dawkins or Hitchens been attached to them. But more of today's crop of religion rejectors, I think, have learned their atheism from Dawkins, Hitchens, Daniel Dennett, Sam Harris, and Victor Stenger. And, of course, the scientific orientation of most science fiction fans may be said to have predisposed them, as it did young Howard, to atheism. But as rationalism ascends here, it declines there, and Lovecraft foresaw that too, and very clearly. If we can manage to look past his racism, we will see something deeper and quite valid— Lovecraft envisioned not only the threat that scientific knowledge poses to our anthropocentric smugness, but also the ineluctable advance of the hordes of non-Western anti-rationalism to consume a decadent Eurocentric West. Superstition, barbarism, and fanaticism would sooner or later devour us. Who can doubt that we're in the midst of this very assault? The blood-lust of jihadism threatens Western civilization, and the effete, senescent West seems all too eager to go gently into that endless night. Our centers of learning have converted to power politics and an affirmative action epistemology, cynically redefining truth as ideology. Logic is undermined by the new axiom of the ad hominem. If white males formulated logic, then logic must be regarded as an instrument of oppression. Lovecraft was wrong about many things, but not, I think, about this one. It is the real-life horror at Red Hook. I've seldom run into Lovecraftians who try to emulate their hero— Though S.T. Joshi's handwriting does look suspiciously like H.P.L.'s, but he has served as a model for us in one important way. Despite his reputation as a recluse, Lovecraft attracted more than one circle of devoted friends, the Calum Club, the Lovecraft Circle, and his amateur journalism associates. And like logs in a campfire, his friends caught the spark of his own fantastic creativity. That is a fire that has never gone out. It has ignited every one of us who have gathered here for this Necronomicon. We too are Lovecraft's centuries-spanning legacy. Let us prove worthy of it. Okay, um other uh, great things to share, uh, but I'm hoping there are enough videos posted on Facebook and YouTube and all that kind of stuff for you to get more of a real immediate uh, experience of this, but I thought this is a way of checking in after the uh, great uh, con, and uh, I would also like to thank everybody, finally, for the unbelievable honor of the Robert Block Award. I'm going to gaze into that shining trapezohedron and see what kind of dangerous secrets I can plumb. And if I'm still on this planet, I'll see you pretty soon for another exciting Lovecraft Geek.
Lovecraft Geek was recorded by Robert M. Price and produced by John Felix. Catch up with Mike Davis and Mythos communities everywhere by devouring the free online Lovecraft e-zine at lovecraftzine.com for events, news, and information. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Lovecraft Geek on iTunes. To catch up with Dr. Price's projects, purchase merchandise, and donate to help support Dr. Price and his family, please visit robertmprice.mindvendor.com. Thanks for listening to the Lovecraft Geek. I'm Torin Atkins. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.